That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. You know, the demolition party would like you to forget the last three years so that they can, they'd like you to forget their involvement in the destruction of your way of life. <laughs> I, I mean, and with modern technology and all, like I have video receipts. I've, I've been collecting data since all of this started. I have researched folders and what I'm seeing now is that because they can feel that power starting to slip away from, slip out of their hands, they're pulling all, out all the stops. Like California's putting up billboards to deter people from moving to Texas, to try to scare people from moving to Texas. Like literally a billboard that says the miracle of Texas died in a fall day. They're literally using that tragedy to try to keep people in California instead of actually making California a place that people don't want to leave. <laughs> that would be the sensible thing to do, right? No, we're not gonna change our policies. We're, we're gonna keep running everything into the ground because it benefits our, our end game. We just, we're just gonna now try to scare people into not, into not leaving, which is exactly what an abuser does, right? Like you have like, like a husband and wife and, and, and the male's an abuser. These are the same tactics that he uses. You know, he'll isolate her, keep away from her friends, but then he'll scare her once he starts to feel like that's not working and that violence always escalates and that coercion always escalates and he'll move in and into China and trying to scare like nobody else is going to want you or if you leave me, I'll kill you or whatnot. They're, they're falling right along with that, with that, with the pathology, the mental pathology of, of an abuser. And you guys keep falling for it. I, I, that to me is really what I find fascinating is that you're literally living right now like, you know, people want to, you know, learn the hard way. You're living in the hard way right now, and you're still not learning. Anyway, that being said, what I like to do periodically is try to use all those receipts that I've gathered to remind you. That's why, I like, like, one of the segments that I just did uh, early this week was showing you Chicago. Because it doesn't matter what they come out and say after a mass shooting and whatnot, and they try to you know, parade, you know, entertainers bring them to the White House to, to speak on this and that. And, and they bring, you know, the shoes of a dead child and all that kind of stuff. All while they're doing that, children of the same age are dying daily in Chicago and they don't care, which shows their true character. It shows their true nature. That right there. Because if they really cared, they care about it all, right? Like if you really cared about, about justice, you care about justice for all. But no. The movement isn't justice for all. The movement is justice for some, and then they try to use some convoluted explanations about, well, these people have, have gone through injustice for so long, so now in order for us to balance the scales, we have to apply injustice to these group of people that were, that were applying it to these people, but not today, like 70 years ago. <laughs> and in the end, it's the same evil just being recycled. <laughs> That's all it is. Anyway, today what I want to do is remind you about about the numbers. I wanna remind you about, about when you're looking at, at C19, the numbers. Because when this all started, maybe you've forgotten, which is why I'm doing this segment. When this all started, in America alone, they were projecting, some were projecting that the fatality rate would be in excess of 3% and that there would be 2 million dead by October of 2020. 
So this is what was being said early in 2020. So they were basically saying like within, you know, 10 months or less than 10 months, 2 million fatalities and a fatality rate that's, that exceeds 3%. And, and this happened under Trump. Lockdowns and everything happened under Trump. Project Warp Speed, that was all Trump. So I, he fell off. And I'll call him on that. His policies were still better for the country, so I voted for him, but he fell off. I don't know what happened to him in, in early 2020. He came out in January talking about one thing, HCG and whatnot, and then by March he was saying something else, and he actually let these folks lock us down, which is the most unconstitutional thing that's happened in my lifetime. It happened on his watch. And so he slipped up, right? He slipped up, and I'm gonna call him on that. And this whole Project Warp Speed, and, and he's still endorsing the, the vax, he's still slipping. I don't understand where, it, what, where he's coming from. If you look at him in like 2017, you compare that person to the person in mid 2020, you're like, who are you? That, so I don't, and then the riots, like he let that stuff happen. He should have sent it in, he's just sent in the National Guard like immediately. You're not gonna riot and, and, and harm the American people. That was on him. But, but everything else is a demolition party, right? Like he might have pumped up the football, but they took it and they ran with it, right? So I just wanna remind you guys that what was being said was two million dead by October and an excess of 3% fatality rate. Now they weren't the only ones saying that, or they weren't the only, they were the only ones saying that. Other experts in the field were like, no, it's not even gonna be 1%, we're not gonna see that at all. But, and this is interesting to me, the powers that be, the leadership that we elected they decided to listen to the doomsday projections instead of listening to the projections that weren't all doom and gloom. Huh. And then they used those projections to increase the state of alarmism and then use that to justify removing our constitutional rights. So, I mean, it would seem to me that the most probable because they, they benefited from the alarmism because they gain more power and more influence, that would seem to be the more, the more, that seems probable that that was always the intention. I don't know for sure, but it seems probable because it didn't help anything. And now we, we see, and there were people then that were saying like, hey, these lockdowns aren't gonna help anything. These masks, like the efficacy is inconclusive. Um, you know, there was all of these things, and, but those people were actively suppressed. And they were, and they were sometimes, even experts in the field, they were, they moved to assassinate their character. And these people were exiled and in some cases fired. Like, that's some weird stuff. That's weird stuff. When you have pharmacies now practicing medicine. Like I had a pharmacy, like not wanna fill my doctor's prescription. <laughs> so they're now practicing medicine for me, right? And so it, it is weird. Anyway, I have a lot of, I have a lot of, hypotheses regarding that when you look at the data and you look at what's most probable, which is, which is what I like to do, right? If I don't know for sure, I just look at what's most probable because I look at the outcomes, right? Because you cannot, no matter what you try to do, you can't negate causality. You just can't because we're not gods. So there's always going to be cause and effect. And so you can sit back and if you can objectively and dispassionately look at those things, it does start to paint a picture of what's most probable and what's least probable. Anyway, let me come back on track. So I'm gonna keep this a short segment. I'm gonna show you the numbers here. So once again, let me reiterate. In 2020, there were experts saying an excess of 3% fatality rate and 2 million dead by October. 
And that doomsday projection is what was used to destroy our country. <laughs> and once again, like I said, under Trump's watch, so I hold him accountable for that. But when Biden got into office, who I did not vote for, because I knew he was gonna destroy America, because he's nothing but a political mercenary, they carried it and just threw gasoline on that fire and made everything exponentially worse. And they did it on purpose. And, and you fools keep backing these people. I, I don't know why. And what really upsets me is that my wagon is hitched to yours. So as you foolishly follow these idiots off the side of the cliff, I'm trying to keep my wagon from falling off the side of the cliff with you. It'd be one thing if you were just affected by your own stupidity, then I'd be fine. Because <laughs> I believe in liberty. I believe a person, uh, this is what true liberty is. A person can, can make their life what they, what they will it to be, or they can flush it down the toilet. That's up to them. That is equal opportunity. And I'm all for that. If you want to kill yourself, you should be able to. It's your life. But if in you killing yourself harms someone else or brings somebody else's you know, life down and infringes on somebody else's inalienable rights, that you don't, you don't, that you can't do. And I'm not talking about like, like back, <laughs> remember in 2021, where they were just trying to tell you that you don't have a right not to get vaccinated. <laughs> And they tried to use the reasoning that I just used as if it's the same thing, and, and it isn't. But I don't want to get into that. Let me just show you these numbers real quick, and we'll call it a day. So I'm going to go to the Johns Hopkins map, just for the U.S., not global, and I want to show you two numbers. One is how many people have, have gotten it based on their tracking, and then how many fatalities up until um, August 31st, I believe it's when it was last updated. And then I'm going to go to the CDC website, and I'm going to show you um, two different links. One is going to be comorbidities, death, death, you know, comorbidities. This is CDC. And the other one, I'm going to show you deaths by sex and age. And then I'm going to call it a day. Okay. And I'm just going to just let you just, let you just kind of like let those things marinate in your mind. And of course, I'm going to provide the three links. You should keep them and check them often. Okay. That's what I do. All right, let's get into it. Okay. So. When looking at this map here, all I'm going to do is go down here in this lower right side where this graph is here, see? And if you go to confirmed cases and you just put the little mouse on there, 94.5 million in, in the U.S., 94.5 million, okay, 94. And then we'll go to, to fatalities. This is as of 831, 1 million. So 94 million cases and then only 1 million fatalities. Now I say only because look at the numbers, 94, and out of 94, 1 million fatalities. Not only are we not at 2 million within 10 months of all, all of this starting, we're going to be going into three years and we're not even close to 2 million. And 94 million people have gotten it. So our leadership was, was not only wrong to listen to the doomsday naysayers, they're not even coming out and apologizing for it. They're not even coming out and even saying like, hey, we messed up at all. But they obviously did. So that's the first number. 94 million cases, and out of that, only 1 million. Do the percentage on that, right? Do the percentage. That's, that's in, that literally is almost just 1%. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay, so now let's move on to Let's go deaths by sex and age. 
And so right here we have this, this chart. And this goes from January of 2020, January 1st of 2020, to 831 of 2022. And it tells you right here. Okay? Now, it breaks down all the age. You have under one years old, 0 to 17, 1 to 4, 5 to 14, 15 to 24 years, all the way up to 50 to 64 years. There's another one that goes up above that, but this one paints a, a beautiful picture here. And then it tells you C19 deaths, it tells you total deaths, tells you pneumonia, and then combinations of pneumonia and C19, um, influenza, and then influenza and C19, like it, it, it does a combo. Let's look at zero to 17 years for C19 only. You're looking at 1,251. Out of total deaths for zero to 17, 91,385. And then of, of the 1,200, excuse me, of the 91,385, from pneumonia between zero and 17, we have 1,890. So pneumonia is more than C19 fatalities since all of this started. Yet we're not more concerned with pneumonia, which doesn't make any sense to me. Does that make any sense to you? One of them is actually killing more between zero and 17, but we're less concerned with that. Does that make sense to you? Right, and then when you go into, when you go into pneumonia plus C19, it's only 315, which means that, that pneumonia is just straight pneumonia, right? Then we look at influenza, um, alone, it has two, 253 and zero to 17. But this is interesting here. When you go to under one year, C19 is 344 out of total deaths, 51,327. And then of that, pneumonia is almost double at 674. So once again, pneumonia is taking more children than C19, yet they're still talking about vaccinating children and masking them but they're, still not, they're not talking about pneumonia, which is taking far more, far more. Does that make sense to you? Then we break it down between one and four years. We have 178, between one and four, we have 178. So if zero to 17 is, is 1,200, but one to four is, is 178 and five to 14 is 394, that would tell you that most of them are most likely 15 and up, most, most of that number. So between you know zero and 14 years, there's not a lot of fatalities from C19, yet there's more in pneumonia on, on both cases. One to 40 years, we have 178 in C19, 394 with pneumonia. For five to 14, we have 394 fatalities from C19, 534 from pneumonia. I'm just looking at, these are CDC numbers. And then when, when you really start to, when the numbers really start to jump up, you're really looking at above 45, they really start to jump, right? Because between 40 and 49, you're looking at 44,000. Between 45 and 54, you're looking at 68,000. And then it jumps up tremendously again between 50 and 64, you have 192,000. So you're looking at their own numbers. And from these numbers, you, you can determine that this disproportionately affects folks that are above 50 years old, right? So then you take those numbers and then you go to here. And this is once again off the CDC website, this is comorbidities and other conditions. So I just, we just determined based on their own numbers that this disproportionately affects people that are, that are older, let's say above 50. Okay. So of those people that it affects, is there any other information that we can add to that? CDC says, yes, comorbidities and other conditions. Check this out.
Table three shows the types of health conditions and, con- and contributing causes mentioned in conjunction with deaths involving coronavirus disease 2019. The number of deaths that mention one or more of the conditions indicated is shown for all deaths involving C19 and by age groups. For over 5% of these deaths, C19 was the only cause mentioned on the death certificate. For deaths with conditions or causes in addition to C19, on average, there were four additional conditions or causes of death. So what this means, now they used to say 6%. Now they say over 5 which means it could be less than 6%. But let's say that it's 6% because that's what they used to say. This means that out of that 1 million fatalities that I showed you on the Johns Hopkins map, only 6% of them were from C19 alone. That's it. Only 6%. Okay? The remaining 94% had an addition, had, had an average of an additional four comorbidities. Four, not one or two. And this is an average, which means that, you know what average is, some can be higher, a little lower, but in order for it to make it four, you have to be on the higher side, right? If, you're, if you understand math at all. So even by their own, by their own data, this, this affirms that it disproportionately affects people that are above 50, and people that are already diseased with an average of four comorbidities. This comes from the CDC. So this was never about, you know, based on this, this was not about the healthy people and definitely not about young healthy people. If you really wanted, if you really believed in the vaccine, wanted to be effective, you offer it, not force, you offer it to people who are above 50 or let's say above 45 because it really started to go up right? One of them was 20,000 above 50, above 45, sorry, and who have comorbidities. So not just above 50, not like above 50 and they have diabetes, but if they're above 50 and have diabetes, they're obese, they have heart disease, they have COPD, you know what I mean? Then you make it available to them first. That would have been a more efficient rollout as well. You would have definitely had enough for them. And then of course you made it available for the populace. If they want to take it, they can, because I'm all about liberty. But the numbers here don't lie. It doesn't. And when you want to really break it down, right, because it's one million fatalities. So let's, let's see here. Let's do this in real time. We'll go 6% times 1 million. That's 60,000 in almost three years. 60,000 fatalities from just C19 based on the CDC numbers. Okay? Based on the CDC numbers. So what does that mean? That means that 940,000... 940,000 have an average of four comorbidities, which, like I said, by their own numbers, would suggest that this was a pandemic of the already diseased and to quarantine healthy people based on these numbers would be absurd and to quarantine children and to believe that children are, are at risk, that counters reality, that counters the actual numbers. So I just wanted to remind you guys, and I'll provide these links. You can go over it yourself, keep them yourself, and like look into it. So, so that when you get these doomsday, because they're still trying to do the doomsday stuff with the with the mainstream media, you can go. Hmm, let me go and check. Oh yeah, they're they're lying because they are. They want you scared because a scared person. They believe that if somebody's scared, they'll they'll trade in their liberty, they'll trade in their power because we're sovereign beings and 
our country, our constitution recognizes we're more powerful than the government. <laughs> so they have to get us to give them to give up our power to them willingly. And they believe that if they keep us as scared and confused as possible and emotional as possible, we'll trade in our liberty for comfort, for convenience, and for safety. That's it. <laughs> it's crazy. I know, it's crazy.